23rd, the week before Thanksgiving. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. We have another interesting show for you this evening. Today we're talking all about passion, purpose, and potential. If you remember, my uh, debut show was the first in the installment of Discovering Your Life Purpose. So today we have two very good guests coming in to talk to us today, Carol Whitaker and also from Atlanta, Georgia, Mr. Timothy Sahura. But first, my co-host today, she's no stranger to the show, Mr. Ms. Kimberly Pitts um, out of Chesapeake, Virginia. She's one of our relationship experts on the show. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing great. And yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Been a long day. I actually caught a nap before the show, so um, not too long waking up. But I thank you for coming and agreeing to co-host. You ready for the holidays? I am. I am. What are you doing? I'll be uh, traveling out of state for Thanksgiving. Um, so I'll probably be gone maybe about three to four days. And then, you know, I'll be back home, back on my grind. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be – we're um, – Actually, going we go out of town every year as part of um, almost like a thanks uh, a family reunion that we do once a year. It's almost uh, I guess you say it's a tradition, and we're leaving. We'll be gone for not quite a week, but a couple of days just to enjoy the family. The one year anniversary, as I was telling you earlier, um, of my grandmother passing. So it's going to be probably a little bittersweet this holiday, but we'll be together and we'll be able to get to it, get through it together. Yeah. Uh, not, not to put a damp damper on the show because we do have a wonderful show. I was talking to you about it um, yesterday, and just yeah. so everybody knows, as we relaunch the show next year, um, Kimberly Pitts is going to play a huge part in it. So um, stay tuned. Ooh, I'm excited. Lot. I'm excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to spill any of that yet, but look forward to seeing and hearing a lot more from Miss Kimberly Pitts. So um, we're not going to delay the hour anymore because we do have a lot of information we want to get shared. We're going to come back from this break with Mr. Timothy Sahura, again, out of Atlanta, Georgia. He is the founder of Red Pill Life Life Management. Um, He's going to come to talk to us about how he discovered his purpose and also how you can discover yours. So you're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn, and I have my Kim Kim Pitts, my co-host this evening. We'll be right back. Okay. Are you looking for a book that will uplift, inspire, and motivate you to pursue your God-given purpose? Do you need to hear testimonies of how others overcame to be triumphant? Are you searching for a guide to spiritual maturity? Or perhaps you'd like that perfect gift for a friend? The Survival Radio Christian Network has just the thing for you. Let Me Testify, Messages of Triumph, Purpose, and Survival is a brand new anthology from the hosts of this great network. Order your copy of Let Me Testify today at www.survivalradiochristiannetwork.com. That's www.survivalradiochristiannetwork.com. Read, receive, and be blessed.
Welcome back to the show. You're listening to Let's Face It. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn, and we have Ms. Kimberly Pitts um, as our co-host. So our first guest, uh, Mr. Timothy Sahura, he is the founder of Red Pill Lifestyle, Lifestyle Management out of Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Timothy. Hey, Will and Kimberly. How are you guys doing today? Hello, doing well. Good. How are you? Great, great. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Um really excited to uh to uh, talk tonight and I know like you said there is a lot to go through so hopefully uh, we'll get to cover it all. Yes. Where is your accent from? Uh from London originally. Oh wow. I like that. I like yeah. that. So so first if you if you don't mind just tell us about your life experience. I was reading a little bit on your website about basically how you came to found found um Red Pill. So tell us a little bit about your experience, how you came to your purpose and what led you to start Red Pill. Um I mean, it's a thing where as a as a child, your instincts are always strong to follow your heart, uh do, you know, uh follow your impulses that lead you to things that give you fulfillment. And you do these things without almost thinking. And I was always interested in, you know, in stories on how things happened, how things came to be, you know, how the elephant got its trunk, how the tortoise got its shell, you know. Right. And um, and as you get older, you know, you realize that, yeah, the elephant has its trunk for a reason. It, it serves its purpose, and, and its purpose is to help it survive and thrive. And, um, and of course, growing up in a Catholic household uh, back then, um, the whole survival, the whole idea of survival and thriving was through Jesus, you know, and right. and ultimately getting to heaven. So, you know, so I got an understanding that, you know, spiritual development was, was very key to, to to purpose. So, you know, I got involved in the church and, um, and, and at the same time I've been reading a, a lot of other books and – you know, contrasting the what I what I was doing in church to what I was reading, it, it was like it was like apples and oranges. You know, um, when I read about these books on indigenous cultures, th- their whole spiritual development was everything around them, from the community to interacting with nature, to interacting with different um, different sides of themselves, um, their food, their diet, exercise. And here I am, one day every you know every Sunday, say ten Hail Marys, and that was about it. And right, right. I began feeling that you know again that instinct kicked in that there's more. I I didn't know I didn't know what it was, but I just knew that there had to be more in this whole development. So time went by. Um, I, I was reading and and and, and studying, but you know I, I worked, got, got in a long term relationship. And I got to a fork in the road where, you know, the relationship collapsed. Um, I lost my job. And so here I am, you know, in this in this moment of crisis. I'm, I'm alone and I've got all these books around me, all this research. And it's like, why am I going through this hell? And, you know, I came to realize that um, my job, rather than, you know, the job and the relationship being things that support my purpose, they had, those things had actually become my purpose. And oh. become my reason for getting out of bed, my reason for for doing things, you know. And once they got taken away, I had nothing left. And that's when mm. I was like, okay, you know what? I cannot put myself in this position again. You know, I have to be more than just a relationship and, and, and a job. They they shouldn't define me, but they should be right. things that um 
that should help, you know, support me in whatever it is I'm doing, but what is it I'm supposed to be doing? So I had to ask myself seven questions, um, and they were basically, um, in short, what, am, what do I want to do in my life no matter how bad it makes me feel or, or how, how rough it gets? What is absolutely necessary to me now as it was when I was a child? Uh, what do I love doing so much that would make me forget about eating or sleeping? Uh, what is it I'm prepared mm-hmm. to do no matter how embarrassing it becomes? Um, if the world needs saving, what do I bring to the table? If I had to leave my house every day, where would I go and what would I do, regardless of whether I'm being paid or not? And if I only had one year to live, what would I do to be remembered? And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, those are amazing questions. They are. Yeah, and they they really made me open my eyes to exactly. to what you know I really what I really stood for, and what came out of it was formation. You you want to not just learn it anymore, but you want to become it. You want to start cultivating yourself and basically create create a culture. You know because the information is no good until you start to act on it, and I hadn't been acting on it, so I started to craft together um, a program for myself, you know, understanding, yes, there's a million and one diets out there, but at the end of the day, nobody's got a body like mine. So I have to understand my relationship to food. You know, I have to understand what kind of exercises or blend of exercises are beneficial for me. Even the types of friends I hang around, you know, friends are a source of energy in your life and the wrong type of energy Mm -hmm. creates negative uh, events. So these things I had to look at and I had to start crafting uh, an, an ecosystem around me that mm-hmm. was going to support me and the decisions that I wanted to make. Um, mm-hmm. So as time went on, people started asking me, well, you know, you've changed, you know, you, we saw you in your crisis, but, I mean, you're just beaming now. What are, what are you doing? So I started giving advice to family and friends, and, um, and as it turns out, somebody turned around and said, you know what, you should coach. And mm-hmm. here I am, <laughs> you know. Wow. Um, it, it was following the instinct that led to the fulfillment the fulfilling of, of the purpose. You know, the purpose never came straight away, but the, the instinct, being able to understand or hear that, that voice within you and then following that, and that carries on leading to one thing leading to another, and sooner or later it becomes evident that, wow, I, I'm already here and I didn't even realize, you know, and that's how it unfolded. Okay, and so uh, I have I have a question for you. So then mm-hmm. where do you recommend where do you recommend that people start um, when when they're looking for their purpose, like you know, where do you think that they should um, begin? I mean, it, it obviously begins from um, you got to be still. You know, you got to be still and be still enough to know yourself, to really know who you are, to love what you find, and then to be able to follow your heart once you've made your your peace with it. Um, the biggest problem for a lot of folks is that what they know as themselves is based largely on conditioning, family expectation. Um, you know, they've been pushed into a situation with their work or identifying with that. And that's the biggest issue. Um, being still, you know, for some people who like to meditate, go out in nature, uh, take time out to relax, they can perhaps, you know, find enough quiet time to to understand who they are and what they need to do. Uh, for others, it takes losing a family member, having a near-death experience, you know, becoming yeah, sick yeah. and real, and starting to put your whole life in perspective. You know, you, you, you almost get forced into being quiet and being still with yourself. And at mm-hmm. those moments, which uh, people call an epiphany, you know, you can get it. You can actually realize, you know what, 
working the two jobs, you know, or, or trying to make all the money in the world, you know, or, or, or trying to have all the relationships in the world. Well, maybe I just need the right relationship instead of all of them. So why don't I just change my perspective and start working to what, stop working towards what pleases me rather than what I think is pleasing everybody else. So it really just begins with having a, a face-to-face conversation with yourself and, uh, and creating the environment where that, that, that can take place. You know, if, you, if, there's too much, um, if there's too much distraction in your life, uh, too, much, uh, too much bother, too much hassle, it's going to be very difficult. And this is why, you know, uh, I tell all my clients, lifestyle is the key to your purpose. Without having the lifestyle, you'll never have the right environment to bring out um, a purposeful nature, you know. And, and um, so that's really the, the, the bottom line here. Um, you've got to create a lifestyle to, that's going to help you to be able to get in touch with yourself. And, um, and even before you even have that instinct and you're able to, you know, bring it out, you just have to spend mm-hmm. time being quiet and, and knowing yourself. For some people, it can happen overnight. For others, it's a process. But don't give up, you know. Absolutely do not give up. So yeah, to shut that noise out, the, all the external noise, and really recenter yourself, connect with yourself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like you said, that's um, having to, to separate yourself from some of the circles you were in, so that you can find yourself, so you can recenter yourself. So I can I can definitely understand what you're saying with that. But you also say that sometimes not knowing your purpose could potentially destroy your life. What do you What do you mean by saying that? I mean, it will. Your your purpose is the one job that you're that you're designed to do, you know. And we're talking even on a genetic level. Some people have a genetic predisposition to be, you know, excellent at fixing computers. But if they're not mm-hmm. in an environment where they get to do anything technical, that potential never comes out. Especially if everybody tells them, "Wow, you know, you're six foot five. You should play basketball." So as far as they're concerned, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I should but that's not really their true calling. And right. so um, for all they know, you know, and they could get into the NBA and be an average basketball player, but if they had gone the path of their instincts and carried on developing, uh, you know, technical um, computer, computer engineering, then they could have fulfilled everything that they wanted in life. So in that respect, um, people aren't really aware of the damage they're doing to themselves because they have nothing to compare it to. If all you've ever known is doing one thing that you thought was right for you, you have no idea what your life will be like, um, you know, if you really did give in to, you know, the things you really wanted to do. Um, but essentially, whatever you, whatever you achieve, um, it will never give you the satisfaction. It will never give you that true, authentic feeling of peace and comfort that you desire in life if you go after something that is not authentic to you, that is not yours. And we see this all the time. People will will have, you know, they'll they'll have money in the bank to their eyeballs, you know, they'll have everything they could want, and they'll still be miserable. A lot of them even commit suicide, you know. That is no guarantee of happiness. You have to be happy doing you and finding the same thing that made you smile as a child is most likely going to be the same thing that's going to make you smile as an adult. You just have to find a way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. That's how you can look at certain people going through situations, um, and maybe you've seen the news that they committed suicide, basically. I'm talking like in Hollywood. And you're like, from the outside looking in, you know, they had everything. 
But yeah. more than likely, those people hadn't reconnected. They hadn't connected with their purpose and um, found that inner peace that they were looking for. That 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 you were talking of, Timothy. Absolutely, and 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 that is what everybody is is seeking. You know, that fulfillment brings its own. Uh, sense of peace and some people you know granted you know they'll, they'll be in the world and and they'll, you know they'll be in that conditioned job but they'll have a hobby and their hobby may be you know making custom candles you know and and that's their that's their thing you know and and through that they can express their purpose even in a in a minimal way it can still be very fulfilling so it's very important to have a hobby, something you enjoy doing, something that's not connected to to the mortgage or to or, or to the college fund. You know, just something that is solely for you. You know, and um, and of course, people need to be uh, for those who are in relationships. They need to be in relationships where they get that space to be themselves. You know, because if you if you cannot fulfill yourself, how can you fulfill your partner? You know, yes, how, right. where, do you get, where do you get your source of authentic energy to bring mm-hmm. to your partner to say, hey, this is new. Guess what I've done today. This is what I created. You know, that's what keeps the relationship alive. And a lot of people, uh, again, shortchange themselves in life by not fulfilling themselves through their purpose and therefore um, give very little to their relationships. And as a result, they have these regular, unfulfilling, relationships that aren't really going anywhere, that aren't giving them anything, but people accept it as the norm because everyone else they know is, 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 is in that type of situation, but it's highly irregular. It's very abnormal. So mm-hmm. finding your, you're saying pretty much finding your, your purpose in the world as far as like what you want to do for a living. You can also take that whole mm-hmm. concept in, um, in relationships, carry that over, because I guess it should carry over to every avenue, every avenue in your life. Um, not just professionally, Ab- absolutely, Ab- absolutely. I mean, when it comes to relationships, relationships are like the, the the power packs of nature. I mean, you're talking about all the energy of a of a sentient human being that can either work for you or work against you. You know, mm-hmm. so um, having the, the the right person in your life will be such an amazing boost that can carry you. I mean, this is when we talk about power couples. You know, they always use that yeah. word power couples. Why, mm-hmm. why isn't your relationship a power coupling? You know, because if you're not tapping into your power, or if both of you as a as a couple are not tapping into your authentic power base, you know, which which is fueled by your purpose, then you're just going to be a regular couple experiencing the same regular ins and outs. And, you know, there's got to be a time when you get tired of that. Maybe it's exciting, you know, when you're in your 20s and, you know, it's a different person every three months. But there's a time when it's like, you know what, I've got to grow. No flower grows when you keep on transplanting it and moving it around and shaking it up and down. You need peace to grow. So people begin to realize your relationship plays a huge part in your self-development. You know, so finding the right person is absolutely critical to the development of your purpose. Well, that's a lot of food for thought. That's that's a lot. Like you said, for some people that could come very quickly, or you could be um, well 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 on in age and still haven't figured all those components out um, in your life. Well, yes, that 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 can be, um, and and you know, unfortunately, you know, um, I mean, I was telling someone the other day in in a lot of other in a lot of other cultures, you know, you have the rites of passage. Uh, for both right. males and females when when they get to, you know, around the age of 13. Um, and that essentially is the cementing of their purpose. They're given their purpose. It's, it's affirmed. It's confirmed. 
you know, it, and it's, it's realized, and now you go forth in, as, in the rest of your life as trying to actualize yourself, you know, with this purpose, this name that you've been given, etc. So, you know, um, children in other cultures get the, the, the benefit of that, you know, and they get the understanding of taking that responsibility to themselves and to their community. To, to develop and to make sure that they continue the culture of their community. Um, however, in this country, you know, you do get situations where, you know, the privileged or those who want to, you know, get, join a, an order, whether it's the Masonic order or, um, uh, you know, a Greek society or whatever, you know, and, and, and that's the same concept. But by and large, there, there are a lot of us that do not go through these um, through these situations, and we never get to really understand how significant our purpose is to us or to society as a whole. It's, it's how we play our role. You know, if, if you imagine harmony, we're all different strings on the same guitar of society. We've all got a, a note to play, and if we don't play our note, then the harmony isn't fulfilled. So it's very important. It's not just for us that we need to fulfill our purpose, you know, and be good with it. It's for the benefit of everybody around us. You know, so this is how we change the world. And so then what happens then to a person if they never discover what their purpose is, even like, you know, after they make all efforts to try to find out what exactly, you know, their their purpose is? Like, what do you think happens when they never um, discover it? I mean, that is... I mean, it's not a nice thing. It's not a nice thing. Um, you know, you get a lot of people that will will die untimely deaths because they yeah. can't give up smoking. You know, they can't give up smoking because they had they don't have a reason strong enough to give up smoking. You know, the one thing that should mm -hmm. enable you to do anything in this life is the pursuit of you. You know, the the love for yourself to achieve and become yourself is supposed to be the most powerful motivator. If you can't even have that, there's nothing then that, um, you know, there really isn't, I mean, anything could defeat you, at, you know, in that respect, you know. And um, and so a lot of people, they, they, they die on timely deaths. Um, they find it hard to achieve anything for themselves. They find it hard to give properly to relationships. Um, and it's basically just a, a, a rough life. And, and there's plenty of people that, that we all know, where, you know, they complain about, I never get the breaks, things never work out for me. Exactly. But what it is, is that the, the signposts are there, you know, the, the, the inner self is there. But their outer self, their ego, you know, in terms of how they identify themselves with the world, mm -hmm. they do not understand, the ego doesn't understand the inner self. And as a result, they make bad decisions. Even though the right path is in front of them, they, the, the information from the inner self never comes through. Because when it does, they don't recognize it. What do you mean eat that? What do you mean eat healthy? I don't like that. Those are veggies. I can't take that. You know, mm -hmm. and, and they make those kind of decisions. Oh, I can't do that. Everyone's going to laugh at me. That doesn't make no sense. I'm not going to take that Pilates class, you know. Right. Um, and and, and that's, the, that's the struggle that these people grow, go through. Ultimately, um, there will be some type of expression of trying to find peace. It's just going to come out in a very misguided way. Um, let's say the person who takes drugs, mm -hmm. you know, they take drugs because they want to feel at peace. It, it's got past the point where it was just it was just a bit of fun to get high. They literally cannot feel normal without without taking a, a, a hit of something. So in this in this respect, they are trying to find peace, but they're just going about it 
in a very uh, in a very abnormal way that actually causes more destruction to them in the long run. So this is typical of people who are basically, you know, essentially lost in life. Um, mm-hmm. very, very sad, but but it, but it happens all too often. Hmm. So I'm a big advocate on when you know better, you do better. So knowing all this information now, suppose I'm someone mm-hmm. who um, have lived my life not on purpose, didn't know um, a lot about the process. What things, what's the process to reverse any of that personal, you know, destruction that I've already created through a whole life of living, you know, purposeless? Well, let's say is there anything that not- can be done? Right, right. Um, I mean, definitely, of course. As long as you're, you're breathing and, and your heart is beating, anything can be can can be reversed. It's just you know you got to understand. It's like not living your purpose. It's almost like being numb to everything to to the to the re- reality of yourself. You're numb to that. So you're basically just living a life, you know, as your authentic self and not as your real self. But once that veil has been removed and you realize who you are, then you kind of realize how far off the track you are. And it can be a very disturbing moment. You know, it can, it, it can, it can make you cry for days. It can make you cry for months, you know, uh, because, you, you know, that's when you realize the full extent of what you haven't been doing, you know. So there's a lot of support that's needed. And it's for this reason that a lot of people do not like to look in the mirror. They don't like to look in the mirror. They don't like to be alone with their thoughts, you know, and this is a barrier for some. Um, but, again, with the right kind of, of counseling, with the right type of support, you know, um, anybody who has the will to love themselves and to believe that they are worth being loved, um, then it's just to accept that it's not necessarily that, you know, your life has been an absolute disaster, but there have just been lessons that you need to go back and learn, you know. And so humility has to come into the mix where you have to be humble enough to, to, to accept, you know what, I made some mistakes. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I made some oversights, you know, and, you know, I take responsibility for it, but I also understand that, you know, how I've grown up, the things I've been exposed to, I, was, I wasn't necessarily given the best start. But you know what? I'm here now, and now the start begins. You know, exactly. so you ultimately have to be positive. It has to come from you, you know, with that type of attitude and the right kind of support. Then it's just a matter of just, you know, getting to know yourself and building brick by brick. It is a process. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It takes time. I mean, you're talking about reversing 20 or 30 odd years of conditioning, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Rome was not built in a day, but nonetheless, it was built. And, um, and with the right type of can do attitude and again, um, and the right energy sources. Um, everything around us gives energy, you know, so the right type of music, the right type of friends, the right type of food, the right type of, you know, um, you know there's so many energy sources around us, you know, that, that get in the way or can enhance our, our, our lives. And, again, with, with the right um, support and the right information, it, it can be done. Um, uh, you know, uh, we have the Red Pill programs, and uh, we have one that's actually three months long, you know, because it doesn't happen in a month. It's not going to happen in a week. You know, three months is like the, a minimum p- uh, set of time to, in order for someone to at least get to the point where they can accept themselves, love themselves, learn to know who they really are and what type of steps they need to, they need to make 
You know, so it's, it's it's a process, but in three months, that awareness can be reached, absolutely. Do, do you suggest, do you think most people, and I'm speaking more advanced than lives, maybe in their 30s, 40s, who have, like you said, have done maybe 20 years of purposeless living. Do you think the, the, the average person can do it on their own, or they need to seek maybe like a life coach um, or some sort of assistance to break through all the, the, the conditioning? Do you think that's a process I mean, the, that's the, deep? I mean, the life coach would be your favorite aunt, you know, your your, your closest okay. cousin, you know, that, 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 you know, your mentor at work, you know, somebody who can guide you in the right way. Of course, if you don't have anybody like that in your life, then yes, yes you may need to get a, a, a life coach, you know, because there's a lot of question marks. When you start unlearning everything you've learned, then it's like, oh, my God, so this doesn't mean this? Well, what does it mean then? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know. Things like that. So it's definitely good to have somebody who's been through the process and who's mature enough, who's seen it before, who knows the cycle. Um, you know, so if you have that type of support, then 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 great. Um, you know, there's a lot of us that don't have that type of support. You know, and there's people who are just, you know, no no, no wiser than yourself, and that's a real tough situation. Um, you got to recognize that that it's not that your friends are are you know are against you, but sometimes they can't help. This is a path exactly. you need to walk exactly. on, on, on your own. And sometimes it takes the guidance of somebody who's walked that path before to really kind of guide, you know, actually shine the light. You know, you mm -hmm. have to follow your instinct, but a good coach will just shine light so that you can make the right choices because they are still your choices. You know, there's no coercion. You're not being forced to do anything, you know. But obviously, if you're thinking about getting a coach, then you've got to a point where you're looking at the cycle of your life and you realize I'm just going around in circles. I keep on making the same decision. You know, I'm using the same thinking to change my situations, but the, mm -hmm. it's the same thinking that got me in these situations, you know? So you need an injection of a fresh attitude and a good life coach can, can provide you different perspectives to allow you to make better choices. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Okay. Can I add just one more question? You know, I know that you just wrote a book on sacred sex, so it explicitly talks about purpose. How is purpose connected to this? Sexual energy, and this is what we're talking about, the, um, the interaction of energy between, uh, between your, your partner or your spouse. That's a very, very powerful connection, and it, it drives the emotions, you know, especially dur during the act of sex. Uh, but, you know, even sexual interaction happens with conversation, with flirting. There's still an exchange of energies. That emotional energy is what triggers the libido. And we know yeah. the libido to be the, the, the liberating of the, of the id or your, the true identity, the true ID, you know, yeah. who you really are. You know, and you notice that when, when people feel like they're in love or they're sexually stimulated, they do things they don't normally do. They do what they really feel. They may start singing. They may start dancing. They may start taking that extra class, you know, at, at the Y that they, they never thought about doing. You know, they start doing all types of things that is their true nature, you know. And sexual energy is, a, is an excellent proponent for that. In fact, there is no other stronger proponent. So to be able to be with somebody and to, be, and, and to consciously be able to charge your sexual energy and to focus it in the right kind of way for you to develop there is nothing stronger and there's no there's no there's no bigger incentive on this planet than than sex 
you know, in terms of interacting with somebody else. So there's a reason why we enjoy it, you know, and, um, and that reason is for creation, both on a physical level, but also mm-hmm. on a spiritual level when you reverse that energy inwards and upwards rather than downwards and outwards. So sex works in both ways, in both directions, you know, so you can give birth to yourself, you, you can give birth physically or, or, or have a internal rebirth for yourself. Okay. Hmm. Well, so, do um, you have any um, final questions? I'm sorry, do you have any final statements that you'd like to make? Um, I mean, everybody. Do you like to say about this? I wish a lot of people. I wish you were um, across the country. I know you're located in Atlanta, correct? That's correct. Yes. You're, yeah. Um, I know in my area. I don't even know. I know we have Kim. Kim, do you know of any other um, that deal with? Strictly purpose? No. I mean, this is something. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is something that I've been actively seeking. You know, uh, you know, because as I've developed, um, you know, everything that I do with Red Pill is 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 my story. It's it's my experience. You know, and the more profound it, it becomes, you know, the more I realize there's so much more to say, and I realize these things. Are simply not being spoken about, especially in the in the you know we can talk about what's wrong with with, with adults. We can talk about what's wrong with with so-called you know African American adults and 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 the the family problems and the economic problems uh, that 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 they have. But um, you know these it's a cultural issue. It's a cultural yeah. issue, you know. And these things aren't being taught in the. It's not for the school. It's not necessarily the school's responsibility, you know. But you know, essentially, nothing is in the school system that really teaches the type of emotional intelligence that one needs to know to to understand. You know, the importance of self, the importance of authenticity, the importance of um of of, of loving who you are. You know, it simply isn't taught. And then when when you look at the legacy of, of broken homes and broken families, you know, that information isn't coming from their grandmother or their grandfather either. You know, so a, a lot of people are walking around with that no sense of, of self or purpose because it just isn't in um in, in, in their family history. Um right. it needs to be readdressed. Um, you know, again, this it's not necessarily in the school's interest to do it. It's not necessarily in your interest to do it. So people have to be responsible for themselves, you know, and this is where it becomes tricky. You know, and so um, I just want to put the message out there and get. I know there's others, um, there's others, others like me, others like yourself that are trying to get mm-hmm. this message out there, and we just got to keep on doing it um, because um, at the end of the day, you know, every day somebody hits a brick wall and realizes, you know what, what am I doing in my life? I need something better, and at that point, that's when they may turn on the radio and hear you, or that's when they may go and find my site, you know, because it's happened before, and uh, as long as we keep a presence there, then we'll be there, you know, to help those who um, who, who have reached that point where it's like, I need a change. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Tim, I want to thank you so much for all the information, information that you've shared. Um, I'm going to list your contact information as a friend to the show on the website, so anyone hopefully who is in your area or someone who can just call, perhaps you have services for um, for that, um, coaching via the phone. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Share, it's, um, all, it's all it's all remote. I mean, I realize a lot of people don't live in Atlanta, so the programs have right. been fashioned so that they can be done online or over the phone or, or anything like that. But definitely, I'd love to um, those seven questions. I'd love to email them out to anybody who who wants to go through them. And then once you answer those questions, you know, it'd be good to to, to give me a call and definitely we can go through your answers and actually see you know where you are in terms of your purpose and how close you are to realizing that. Wonderful. wonderful. Well, thank you so much for um, being on the show, and hopefully you'll come back. I'll let you know when we have some other topics coming up that um, you can definitely speak on. So thank you definitely so much. Definitely will. That. I appreciate that. Thank you, Kim. Yes, yeah, thank you. Again. Bye. Good night. So you're listening to Let's Face It on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Strayhorn, with Kimberly Pitts. We'll be right back. for jobs only to get turned down because of the economy or lack of a degree? What if you can qualify to work for those same Fortune 500 companies without worrying about a degree and work them from the comfort of your home? With JP Employment Services, LLC, enjoy the benefits of making your own hours, enjoy more free time, and earn a great salary. For details, call 678-835-7371. That's 678-835-7371, www.jpemployment.com. Must be able to pass the background check and certification. Call JP Employment today. Too many times we find ourselves wearing masks to cover our true selves. Girl in the Glass is an empowerment group that supports you in honoring the person you are meant to be. Go to www.girlintheglass.net and learn to trust, receive, and believe in your ability to live in your truth. Visit www.girlintheglass.net today. Back to Let's Face It. I am your host, Will Strayhorn, and we have Kimberly Kittles, my co-host. Um, we just got off the phone with Mr. Timothy Salvador from Red Pill Life Management in Atlanta, Georgia. Our next guest, Ms. Carol Whitaker, she is um, the author of Ridiculously Happy. Welcome to the show, Carol. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you, Will. It's nice to be here. Thank you, thank you. I know we were supposed to have you back on a few months ago, but things worked out so that you're back here talking about actually things that you, they're really um encapsulate so much as far as connecting mind, body, and spirit. I know that's your whole platform, especially living a healthy lifestyle. So give me some information about what life experiences led you to this um, living more fulfilled and being happy. Well, when I was young, I was ill, actually. I had rheumatic fever and when I was 13, and from there I was on antibiotics for six years and destroyed my immune system virtually destroyed it, and then I had chronic fatigue and Epstein-Barr was diagnosed after that. So needless to say, I was, I was in bed a lot, and I was incredibly fatigued, and I was ill a lot. And I was, when I was a really young mother, I remember thinking, you know, I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, quite frankly. And so I basically went to my knees and said, I need some help. 
And as I did that, my entire world transformed. My outlook on life transformed. I learned the power of the mind-body-spirit connection and how powerful we are within. Each one of us are very innately empowered. And we just lose sight of that through our physical and our, and our worldly experiences we have. And as I came to understand that, my world transformed and my physique transformed. So I went from being a sick person in bed all the time to being a fitness model to being the health and fitness and life coach I am today. So it's pretty much a life occurrence. Um, you say illness. It's pretty much what. Um, yeah, it sure did. Part. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. It was it was a big aspect of my life that taught me the power of nutrition, diet, exercise, and thinking in a very powerful mindset rather than li- living in a in victim mentality of illness. I claim my power, and as I did that, my world transformed and so my body. So how? How can we learn to recognize and release fear and limiting beliefs that keep us stuck? Yeah, fears are what keeps everyone stuck. So when people say I'm stressed or I have anxiety or I'm worried about this, that's just all based off of fear. And fear stops us from achieving anything we set our mind to. And what's the easiest way to let go of fear is, number one, is to realize what's causing the fear. A lot of people say, well, I feel stressed. I'm like, well, my clients come to me. I'm a life coach. And when they come to me, they're like, well, I feel this and that way. And I'll ask them, well, why do you feel this way? I'm like, I don't know. So you need to learn what it is that's causing you the stress. And if you know what it is, then you need to retrace your steps back and say, you know what? So this life experience happened to me, but it's okay because I learned this lesson and this lesson. And what happens is the subconscious mind will let go of the fear once it realizes that that experience was not life-threatening after all, but it was a way of a stepping stone to help you get where you are today. And as you do that, you will literally, your entire subconscious mind will shift. It's called a paradigm shift, and it will shift it so you can actually start to believe in yourself and to let go of that fear and think, oh, okay, <laughs> well, there is hope for tomorrow. I've got this. I'm amazing. I'm powerful. If I didn't have that experience, I wouldn't be here. If I wasn't here, I wouldn't be learning all these wonderful things. And that's when your light starts to shine within you and you learn how powerful you really are. So how do you, this, this is um, Kimberly here. How do you uh, teach people on a daily basis to, like, you know, help them with their um, belief systems? You know, just to basically, like, you know, free their mind and to learn how to be happy. Well, you have to let go before you can start to be happy and start to be focused. Like my book, I, you didn't mention, but my book is Ridiculously Happy, The Secret to Manifesting the Life in your, Body of Your Dreams. And mm-hmm. it actually gives you a step-by-step process to do just that. You can't move forward if you're stuck in the quicksand of your mind, so to speak. So for you, for the average person, I think, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of feeling yucky all the time. I'm tired of feeling down. When you first thing you want to do is let go of the junk, sort of. So if you think about yourself, even think about your home. You take the mm-hmm. trash out every single day. You take the trash out, throw it away. You don't think twice about it, and you have right. room for the new, right? You have new mm-hmm. stuff to come in, new meals to make, and so forth. Well, our emotions are no different. If we hold on to the junk, and, and I use this analogy a lot with my clients, and if you try and have an experience that scared you or you had a horrible upbringing or your teacher was me, whatever it might be that caused you to have this low self-worth or this, low, or this self-doubt within, then what you're doing is you're trying to shovel that memory or that negative energy in the back of your mind. It's like kind of putting it underneath a rug, and that rug gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and pretty soon you can't even get past that rug. And so what do you do? You sit in the corner and just like, okay, whatever, I give up. And, but if you take out and you let go of those experiences and you let go by realizing that it's okay, it's 
so what? Things happen. People make mistakes. I make mistakes. I don't know anyone that's perfect. Then you're literally able to take out that negative energy, that negative limiting emotions from your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind is the fuel that lights your fire in all aspects of your life. And as you shift that and you take out that emotional trash, then you have room to create a beautiful new life ahead of you. So is that basically like in your book? Um, you speak about rewriting yes. your life story to match your goals and your dreams, mm-hmm. um, including, like you yes. said, creating the body of your dreams, which is where I'm really at yeah, in yeah. my life right now. That's where I am in my life. Um, so how do people rewrite their personal history when, you know, all this stuff is in the past? I know you said you have to take the trash out daily, but some people have, you know, like me, I'm 43, 43 years worth of trash. How do you, how do you suggest yes. people go and rewrite yeah. Well, you rewrite it by rewrite. Re, I call it a blueprint of your life. So we all have our stuff. We all have our past history, every one of us. And what happens is if you stay focused on thinking, oh, yeah, this happened to me and this happened to me, and so you know what? I'm going to make sure that everyone understands that my life was hard. And so you put out this negative energy out into the world saying, my life was tough and I had a horrible upbringing, whatever it is. Well, even though you're not literally saying that out loud, your energy is. And what happens is you attract back to you more reasons that amplify those feelings, to support those feelings. But if you take a moment and you think, you know what, and you write it down, it's a process. And you write it down and say, okay, what, what bugged me when I was young? And write it down. I, when you write, the power of writing is so incredibly transformational within. Mm-hmm. When you write, your hands are powerful. And yes. so if you write down what bothered you, then you're able to get it out. And then next to that, write down, well, what did I learn from that experience? What, how did this experience make me a stronger person? And you write that down. It will, interesting, in, in, excuse me, it will instantaneously shift your perspective of that experience. So rather than saying it's a fight or flight experience, it's like, well, maybe it really wasn't. And then you're able to change your perception of it. And once you change that, you're able to shift that negative energy and say, yeah, so what? That happened to me. It doesn't matter. It made me this awesome person I am today. And that it doesn't matter what your history is. It doesn't matter at all. Everybody has their stuff. I call it so what. So what you had this happen. So Do you know anyone that hasn't had a perfect life? I don't. Right. And if you exactly. did, you wouldn't have any ex- ex- reason to express yourself and to expand. So it's all part of the beautiful process of expansion and enlightenment. And that's why we're all on earth, right? To create our lives on purpose. Yes. So it's all a good exactly. thing. And so if you think of it that way, you're like, oh. Well, all right then. <laughs> I it doesn't matter my past. It doesn't matter at all. It just matters where I am now and where I'm going. So do you think that that helps, um, like writing, do you think that that's like one, one of the steps that, you know, people can use, like, you know, writing for therapy or like writing for, um, oh, yes. for or like writing for like um, release? So, um, you know, even though that that's like, you know, tapping into that type of power, do you have any other, um, you know, ideas or, um, you know, things that people can do to help them um, release for those who don't write? Yeah. Well, writing's really, really powerful, for one. If you want to, you don't have to write down your problems. You can even just write things you're grateful for. And one a really powerful aspect of letting go and shifting is to come to love yourself. Well, mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself, then how are you going to allow others to love you? How are you going to allow abundance to come to you? Because if you have low self-worth and you don't believe in yourself and believe that you're lovable, then you're going to have an energy blockage. So another thing you can do is look in the mirror every morning when you wake up 
and talk to you like you're your best friend and say, I love you. You rock. You look amazing today. I love your eyes. I love your smile. And at first it feels really weird. You're like, all right then. And so, and if you're not used to that, then talk to you like you are your best friend. I love your rather than I love my. And what happens is that shifts that subconscious mind once again to thinking, really, I am someone special? And when those energy blockages come down, they start to dissolve and, and you're able to actually have your higher self shine through, then when you truly look in the mirror, you're like, wow, I rock. All right, let's go, world. And life is just happier. But you have to believe in loving yourself very, 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 very to the very core first before mm-hmm. you can shift, you can transform your life. Because if you don't believe in yourself, you won't believe in your future. And then you'll just yeah. create and manifest your life by default and rather than mm-hmm. by intention. Yeah, I agree. Is that what you, you. What you speak of when you say um, to be in the vibration of creation? Because I know that you say in your book that yeah. there's steps that you can take to balance our bodies and our minds and our spirits to, to be in the, vibra- the vibration of creation so that we can blissfully, blissfully embrace our heart's desire to become exactly what we were meant to be. Is that what you speak of? Yes, absolutely. When you're in this, when you're really happy, in fact, when my book is called Ridiculously Happy for a Reason, and it's very purposely stated, when you're ridiculously happy, it doesn't mean you're bouncing off the walls and life is so perfect and everything. It means you're content. You have an inner peace and a resolve that life is good, and you look for that what you want to be. And when you're really happy and content and you're thankful for what you have, then guess what you want to do? You want to dream and inspire for more, and that energy is a vibration of creation. When you believe in yourself, you believe in a happy future, you believe that life really is good, even though there's hard times in the world, absolutely there are, but you don't give your attention to those hard times. You help those in need. You pay it forward. You love yourself. You believe in yourself. You take action daily, and when you do that, you create your life intentionally, and it's beautiful. It's such a fun, magical way to live. Hmm. So, that's um, that's okay. truly living your life on purpose. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, um, yes. Can can we switch gears and talk about like, you know, couples and like people who are married? So, um so for people who are really 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 busy or, you know, people that have been married for like a really really long time or they're like just burnt out, um what do you recommend that that they can do to like ensure a loving and like very passionate um relationship? What, what do you no, think that's that a they great can question, do? Kim? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's lots of things you can do, actually. I have been married myself, um, so I'm going to talk here from experience, for 23 okay. years, for over 23 years. And my husband and I have a very, very happy and passionate marriage. We are best friends. We're like newlyweds. I mean, it's like better than that, obviously, because it's been 23 years later. But it's just we have an incredibly dynamic relationship, and it's on purpose, once again. So when, if you're in a relationship where it seems kind of stale, what you need to do is forget yourself and start looking for that which you want to see in your spouse. So rather than criticize your loved one, start looking for the best in he or she and then realize, you know what, when he or she does that, when you compliment them, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do more good things for you. And when you come to this resolve of, you know what, I'm not perfect, my spouse isn't perfect, it doesn't matter. I'm sick of the contention, I'm sick of the frustration we feel when frustrating over money or the kids or, you know, the house or paying the mortgage, whatever it is. If you stop and take a deep breath and think, you know what, I don't think I want to live my life this way anymore. I think I want to have happiness and bliss in my relationship. And then you start looking at your spouse in different eyes, sort of like you did when you first met. 
Mm-hmm. And you can rekindle mm-hmm. that spark. And when you rekindle that spark, oh, watch out. In fact, I have some clients, bless their hearts, they're so awesome. And uh, they had a really hard marriage. And they, they both took coaching from me, actually. The husband did first and now the wife is. And oh, wow. their marriage has transformed. In fact, my sweet little sweet wife, she's like, oh, my goodness, Carol, this is amazing. It's like, it's like we're newlyweds again. I'm like, yes. She's like, she's like, I get excited when I'm around my husband. It's like really weird. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that's exactly what marriage is supposed to be. It's supposed to be fun and happy. But what, she, like, what I, I taught her and what she's been implementing in her life is that she's looking for the best in her husband. She's complimenting him. They're making times for dating. They're making time for intimate time. They take walks together. They eat lunch together. They make time for each other. Yes. So basically, like Kim, you were saying, life gets busy. It does. And if you don't take time to nurture and love and to develop your relationship, it's just going to be like a flower. It's going to wilt and die. You need to water it and fertilize it and make sure the sun's on it and, and really take care of it for it to, to prosper and to blossom and bloom. Well, our relationships are no different. And what happens is when you have that core, intense love for your spouse, you mm-hmm. have security, you have trust, you have a firm foundation for your children to thrive in. When you have happy mom yes. and daddy, you have happy kids. Yes. And, those, that, and that goes, I mean, it, it's... It's endless as far as how it affects your children. And as they grow up, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I know, how, I know what to expect. In fact, my children, my oldest is 20, and then I have a 6-year-old and a 13-year-old, and they demand respect. They don't expect, they will not take anything less than respect. And that energy that comes forth, like my daughter, she's 16, she goes, Mom, mm-hmm. the craziest thing happened at school today. She said, I was walking, and a guy saw me, and he stopped and opened the door for me to walk through, and then some other guys were walking, they saw me, and they stopped to let me walk through. She goes, it was really weird. I'm like, well, of course, honey, because you demand respect. It's your mm-hmm. energy. So she'll only date gentlemen, and so men around her treat her, they are gentlemen to her. Because she, that's the energy puts, she puts forth. So when you have that loving relationship, it is very powerful for your children as well. Yeah, that is great modeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah great really modeling. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it makes Carol, for a happy life, a very happy life. Mm-hmm. So, Carol, you discussed that about self-sabotage. How can people, how can we stop those self-sabotaging habits, both in our professional life and in our personal life? Well, the self-sabotaging comes by our, our self-belief. So if you don't believe in yourself that you can accomplish something, for example, let's use the weight loss because people come to me a lot for weight loss. Exactly. So if, exactly. if people want to reduce their weight and they think, okay, Carol, I've gone to all these. In fact, I had one client. She goes, I've gone to all these trainers. I went to this trainer for two years. I did everything, and my weight would not budge. And I said, well, of course it wouldn't because you're emotional beliefs about yourself were not meeting that which your heart and your mind were thinking. So what happens is if we do not believe in ourselves at a core level that we can achieve something, then we will self-sabotage our ways because our subconscious mind is always right. It's like, nope, 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 remember, we can't do this. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And that's why people become habitual dieters or they, their finances keeps the same year after year after year because that's where their belief system is. And any aspect in your life where you believe that you're really thriving, like, Will, you have a, an awesome show. So your self-belief of you being a, a, t- a radio show host and being this major motivator and helping people around the world is powerful, and that's why your show is successful. 
Well, it's no different for when it comes to going to the kitchen to eat. If you don't believe in yourself, your subconscious mind is going to say, you know what, it's been a hard day, and we, we go to this food and this food and this food, and they have this emotional eating that comes up, and then you self-sabotage your weight because your, your image of yourself is that of, I've always been heavy, I'm always going to be this way, so whatever. But on the flip side, if you go into your subconscious mind like I teach my clients and think and sh- transform and shift the way you think of yourself and create a new belief system, then what happens is your body is always a manifestation of your belief system and it will go into full force to create that which your new belief is. So, for example, if you always thought yourself, say you were large as a child, a teenager, you're big as an adult, it's like, always, I've just always been big, this is me. And you change that to think, well, you know what? So what if I was big? Yeah, I might have been big, but it's because I chose to eat the way I did and I chose not to be active and I can change that. And it's very helpful if you get an image of your past self versus another physique that you really want to be like and you place it where you can see it all the time, then that will stimulate your subconscious mind to think this is our body we want. And then when you go to bed, what I teach my clients is lay in bed and visualize how you want to be and give thanks for it. Give thanks for the wonderful day you had and then give thanks for the body you have now and then see yourself as you wish to be and say, oh, I'm so grateful that my clothes are going to be bigger on me and that I'm getting thinner and I'm so grateful I'm sharing this weight. And then when you get up in the morning, say, I am so amazing. I weigh this much. And you say it in the present tense and your subconscious mind's like, whoa, we got to get busy. We gotta, we're not quite mastering this new belief system. And then you become more active. You start craving healthier food. You start speaking and thinking more kindly of yourself. And that self-sabotaging just goes down like putting water on a flame. And it starts to dissolve and disappear. Oh, wow. Um, Carol, we have actually a caller coming in. We have um, Nate from Virginia Beach. He has a question for you. Welcome to the show, Nate. Welcome. Thank you so much, William. Once again, I just want to say what an awesome show that this is. Um, Thank you. The conversation tonight has been so thought-provoking, and it's just been one that I've been getting so many aha moments. But I would like to say to Carol, and I want to say good job to Kim as well, but I would like to say to Carol, so – what do you do as far as eating better or exercising better to live better if you have such a busy life? Oh, that's a good question. Well, time is emotion. So what's really important to you, you make time for. So if you think about it, we make time to go to a movie if we want to see a movie really better. We make time to go out to dinner if we love to go out to dinner, right? So... To make time for diet and exercise and eating healthier is a conscious choice first and foremost. So if you look at it like, you know what, I want to take care of better care of myself. I'm tired of feeling this way and I want more energy and I want to feel great in my clothes. Then automatically what happens in your mind is like, oh, all right, then guess what, we've got to make time for it. And what I exactly. teach my clients to do is to set a time every single day to work out. I do that. If I don't set a time to work out, then like you said, life gets busy and before you know it, the day's over. But if exactly. you schedule a time, like a meeting, and you put it in your itinerary and you, work, you schedule all your work around it, you will get that exercise in, and that becomes a commitment and becomes a habit and then becomes a lifestyle. Wow, makes so much sense. Okay, thanks so much, Carol. Thank you. And thank you guys You're for welcome, allowing Nate. me to ask my question. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, do you have anything else that, that you would like to add or anything else that, that you would like to share before we end? Well, I, my my biggest passion is sharing with people is to love and believe in yourself. 
so you can create the life and body of your dreams. And as I said before, and as you mentioned, Kim and Will, and thank you for that, my book offers a step-by-step transformational path and roadmap to truly create the life and body of your dreams. And it's been, it's been such a help and such a, a stepping stone for people to truly think, hey, I don't need to be on this path anymore. I can live on my life purpose path over here. That's where I want to be. And it can help you do so. Wonderful. So where can we get your book? Oh, thanks for asking. You can get it on my site at carolwhitaker.com or it's on amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com or Kobo. Okay, can you spell your name? Um, spell sure. your name so when people are searching for you, like, you know, on your site, then they'll spell Whitaker correctly. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. My name is Carol Whitaker, and that's C-A-R-O-L-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. Thank .com is my website. Well, thank you so much. And I'll also add you to our friends to the show site with your website and um, links to where they can get your book. So those will be up tomorrow oh, as well you. on Let's Face It Radio.com. Thank you so much for your information. We hope that you come back again. Yes, thank I would you. love to. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you to both of you. And have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. You too. You too. Have a good evening. Thank you. Okay, bye bye. Good night. Well, Kim, thank you so much for co-hosting. The time has come. Um, And, again, we're going to be meeting soon so that we can discuss 2015. It's going to be an awesome year for the show. And you're going to play a part in it. But I want you to have a happy Thanksgiving. Don't eat too much. And we're going to connect once once the holiday Thanksgiving is over, okay? Okay, that's great. Thanks. All right. Have a good evening. You too. Well, another interesting show. Um, Next week, we're having – have you ever had – the opportunity to come up basically where you see somebody you want to talk to them but you don't know what to say or you know you have to have an important conversation with someone but the words escape you well next week you dial the olio we're having 101 conversation starters because every relationship starts with a conversation and she's going to be here to share about her new book and also um exciting ways that we can use the techniques that we can use to start conversations um how to build relationships Uh, based upon communication. So that's coming up next week. I want to thank my guests, Carol Whitaker and Timothy Sahura from Red Pill Lifestyle Management in Atlanta, Georgia. I am your host, Will Strayhorn. And let's face it, in life you're going to be faced with many choices. But the most important choice that you will ever make is when you choose to be bold, be beautiful, Make the choice to be you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.